0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Elmore D. left side three is gone! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It is Thursday, the 21st of June. Welcome into The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, coming up this hour. we're going to hear from David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. He's going to get us caught up about 5.15. We'll talk to him about what's going on with the power and find out where they're at. Now, coming up later, I'm try- I am try—I can't promise you, but I'm going to go ahead and tease it anyway. So either it's going to be a big letdown for you, or it's going to be excitement. Because coming up at 5.30, maybe, we're going to talk to, I'm hoping, Mitch Jacobs from Marshall Volleyball. The reason I want to talk to him today is because... We just got the word that Marshall's going to host the Conference USA volleyball tournament. I think that's good. That's a that's a nice thing that's coming into Huntington. And of course, uh, Marshall's going to work with uh, the city, convention visitors bureau, really make it a nice event. Hopefully, show that Huntington can host sporting events. You remember when Huntington was actively going after those events? I know I'm, I'm reaching a little bit, but. Yeah, you don't hear much from the Huntington Sports Committee these days, you know, that entity. And it was so instrumental in bringing in what I thought was a a great marketing tool, even though Marshall seemed to be in the game almost every year. But when Marshall was hosting the 1AA championship at the time, I thought that was a great, great asset for not just Marshall, but for the community as well. So I miss those days. It'll be cool to see the volleyball tournament come in and be at the Henderson Center. Henderson Center getting a a nice little facelift just a little bit. Got the new scoreboard coming in. That'll probably go in about August. It'll be a different look at the Henderson Center. I don't know how drastic I don't know if there's going to be any other things that'll be done, sprucing up the Henderson Center a little bit, make it uh, even nicer. So when you got basketball season and volleyball season and everything going on in there, that it's really um, a little bit more pristine. And I'll give them credit. They're doing a lot of work trying to keep that facility up. I know sometimes I get down on facilities, and it's not that I'm directing that towards anyone. It's just the fact that it's really. Sad to see where Marshall facilities are, where they could be. And I think the university, when Marshall football was at its peak, I think they really missed the boat. That was going to be a great time to to start working with the alumni, the fan base, bring in some new dollars, work on facilities, start the process. And I think Mike Hamrick has taken that comes in, gets everything where he needs it to be. Then he starts the vision campaign, starts working on facilities. Now, as we talked about, he's talking to some of the the big green supporters down in Princeton, hey, we're going to start another fundraising campaign. Baseball's probably going to be on the docket as well as some other facility upgrades, need your help. And I think that's great because he's not stomping. Always got to be moving forward. You want to take care of your athletic program. Always got to be moving forward. But just to bring this back, that's going to be great for volleyball. That's something to shoot for. And if they make the tournament, guess what? They're going to be sleeping in their own beds. going to be playing in their own facility. It's going to be a little bit more familiar venue for them when it gets to tournament time. So uh, Mitch is um, on the road right now, Coach Jacobs. And I'm hoping we can hook up with him here about 5.30. That's what I'm going to shoot for. But he's on the road right now. We'll get with him hopefully this hour. If not, we'll definitely get him on the program the next day or two. And if not, we'll schedule it for next week. But still, uh, that's what I've got looking ahead for the show. And, of course, your phone calls are welcome at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. You want to be a part of the program. A lot to get into today. Uh, we'll touch on it as we can. We've got the NBA draft coming up tonight. Now that's going to be on our sister station, Cat Sports 933 and 1340, coming up tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. For those of you listening on the podcast, if uh, you catch the show a little bit later on, uh, you miss the NBA draft, but we'll have that for you coming up tonight. And of course we've got Pirates Baseball, and that's coming up tonight. We'll go on the air at our normal time since the Pirates are at home. 640 is going to be our air time. They're going to take on Arizona. Yesterday they tried to get some baseball in. Unfortunately, couldn't do it. The rain got them. The rain has got a lot of things. Uh, There's supposed to be a choose-your-seat day going on today at Marshall. Weather kind of put the kibosh on that. Unfortunately, a lot of things getting hit with the weather right now. So... This is, um, this, is why. this is why in baseball you have those makeup days. So we'll hopefully get some baseball action tonight. Taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks, Pirates right now are 36 and 37th. They are four in the NL standings of all the teams. They're number four. Arizona is coming in 40 and 33. So uh, we'll have that action for you tonight. And that is coming up here on your home of the Pirates, ESPN 94.1 FM. And AM nine thirty. So, uh, other than that, again, not be keeping an eye on the World Cup as much as some of you have been, I'm sure. All I know is um, Denmark and Australia finished one apiece. Uh, France beat Peru. I know that. Croatia beat Argentina three to nil. Nothing. Whatever you want to say. And there are a couple of games going on right now and finishing up, uh, you've got one game that's already in the seventh in baseball. The Mets are taking on Colorado and losing five to two. And right now it looks like the uh, Yankees have beaten Seattle four to three. Uh, Boston a Minnesota as well. So there you have it. We will come back from our first break. We've got David Kahn joining us from the West Virginia Power. And then later on, I hope to be talking to Mitch Jacobs from Marshall Volleyball. We'll get into the show in earnest when we continue. This is The Drive ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Let's welcome to the program now. He's the voice of the West Virginia Power. He's also, um, well, I'm sure he's in a lot better place now. I'll just let him go with that. Uh, David Kahn's joining us from the West Virginia Power, and let's get you caught up now. What's happening with the power? And um, how was your week? You, um, uh, have, it yeah. was
1: good. It was good. I uh, enjoyed a few days in New Orleans, and now we're in Hickory, North Carolina. So uh, we're, we're doing great. We're ready to get the season, the second half of the season, underway.
0: That's sort of a, a culture clash, if I've ever seen one. You go from New Orleans to North Carolina, where you're at. I mean, it's, it's not the same.
1: No, it sure isn't. And uh, I've actually experienced that culture clash, because when I graduated from Tulane, I moved from New Orleans to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So uh, the culture clash is familiar, but it uh, it still doesn't uh, get any, any less different.
0: So this is a... Um this is a great point now to get started the second half of the season. Everybody is zero and zero. So it's a, a brand, yes, they new, are. brand new season. First half was still important because that might play into where you are postseason-wise. So you keep that in the back of your mind. But right now this is a um, a point in the season where West Virginia can really take what they got out of the first half, apply it to the second half, and win the second-half title, and then they get into the postseason. So this has got to be, I'm sure, an exciting start time for everybody.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because our roster hasn't changed. Uh, you know, usually you go into the all-star break and you come back, and if you guys not here, a few guys down. But uh, from the last game of the first half to game one here today, our roster's the same. Um, and, you know, we talked about all year how we didn't think there would be that many movements going on in the organization, at least at the power's level. And uh, they really haven't been, um, and that's a great thing for our development because this team really finished the first half very well. And, uh, you know, if you look at other teams, like Kannapolis just got absolutely wrecked in terms of their their team. Um, and, you know, they did lose their last five games. They lost out of the first half playoff spot, and they just promoted half their team to Winston-Salem uh, earlier today. So, so they're a little bit of a different ball club. And, you know, that kind of bodes well for teams like The Power because we already have the chemistry uh, together with each other. And, you know, with a team like that that's already rolling the way they are, if you start the second half out hot and you kind of, you know, give yourself a little bit of breathing room, then uh, that's just going to be good motivation down the stretch.
0: Outside of Kannapolis, uh, anybody else hit pretty hard as far as the call-ups?
1: Canapolis uh, was definitely the biggest, but that's that's the thing that you kind of ex- have been expecting with Canapolis. The last two years, they've had seven, six and seven All-Stars, and then all of a sudden, they um, you know, they sent half their team up to Winston-Salem. That happened last year, too. Um, but you... I mean, Lakewood had both of their closers get sent up to uh, Clearwater earlier today. Um, Addison Russ and Kyle Dohe, who combined had 20 saves. So Their bullpen gets a little bit weaker, but they had a really, really good uh, starting staff too. But you would imagine that those guys will probably get bumped up as well. So, you know, and not to say that the Tower don't have the opportunity to get their guys bumped up as well, but uh, at least for this, for right now, it it appears that this Power team is going to stay pretty similar uh, for the time being. And with that, you kind of want to take as as much advantage as you can, because there's going to be new guys coming up to this level in the other organizations that Will not have had full season experience. These guys have had a half season to be here and, you know, learn how full season ball works and, and face the talent. And maybe that, you know, gives us a little bit of an advantage.
0: Is there any feeling from the players that, okay, they're seeing guys get called up and nobody was really called up from the power? Are they seeing that as, okay, We've got an opportunity here, or is there just a, a little bit in the back of their head going, "I wish I could have got called off. Maybe I didn't they called up. I didn't do enough." You know, what's the overall feeling there?
1: I mean, I of course you. The ultimate goal is to make the major leagues, so everybody wants to get called up. But you, you know, you look at it and you go, "We have a chance to do something special with this team." And, and Wyatt said that at the beginning of the year, and not winning the first half really got into these players' heads because they thought that they that they could win the first half, and they know they had that one stretch that really you know, affected them. I mean, it didn't, it, you know, they finished very strong and that was a, a testament to the fact that they're like, Hey, we know we're probably not going to win the first half, but let's finish strong and show these other teams that when the second half comes around, we're not taking our foot off the gas pedal. We're, we're going to be ready to go. And, and they, I think they are, you know, talking to some of the guys today, they were like, Hey, yeah, the all-star break was great. Like, let's, let's go get this playoff spot. Um, so, so they're, you know, they're excited about the second half. Uh, they're excited to be here playing with each other. Uh, of course, anyone that gets a promotion would be excited about it and would want a promotion. But, you know, if you're going to be here, you, you got to be all in. And, and these guys are definitely all in.
0: Debbie Collins, our guest from the West Virginia Powers. Second half season begins on, well, going, going up against Hickory. And we'll get into that in a second. But before we do that, just to follow up. All-Star break, of course, an opportunity for a lot of these guys to get some rest, uh, retool a little bit, and then you've got those fortunate players who get to showcase themselves in the All-Star game. How did that look as far as the West Virginia Power were concerned?
1: Yeah, so Cal uh, got to play six innings, went one for three uh, with a first-inning single, and, and Dion went one for two with a run scored. Um, they both had a great time, really enjoyed the experience, uh, really enjoyed the opportunity and they, you know, they, they performed. Uh, you know, of course, everyone's going to get a chance to play, so you don't get a chance to play the whole game. But talking to both of them, they really enjoyed the experience. They, they liked the city of Greensboro. They liked the opportunities they were given because they were all-stars. And, and you know, it was just more motivation to, to keep putting up big numbers like they did in the first half.
0: What do you think they bring back from the All Star Game, other than just a good time? Uh, did they get really anything out of that, or was this just an opportunity for them to celebrate the fact that they had a good season, they were you know, regarded as one of the better players in the league, and just go out and have fun?
1: Well, it's a big recognition that they are, you know, All Stars, and it's 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 uh, you know, kind of acknowledgement of the fact that hey, you did well in the first half, now you got to keep it up. Um, you know, it's only midseason All Star. You want that postseason All Star. You want that organizational All Star nod. I mean, there's so many more accolades you can go after if you play a complete season. And and you can bet that Cal and Dion both are are not thinking. I played a good first half. I'm good. They're they're wanting. You know, I interviewed Cal earlier today and asked him, and really all of his answers were about I'm ready for the second half. Like let's let's go continue to get better. You know, the All Star nod was nice. It was a great. It was a great acknowledgment of my first half because I know I did have a good first half, but, you know, i got to keep it up.
0: David Kahn joining us from the West Virginia Power. The Power are opening up the second half, and they are in Hickory. So what do we need to know about Hickory as we get underway here in the second half?
1: Hickory hasn't changed uh, a whole lot either. Uh, you know, we've gone back and forth against the Dads. Uh, we had won four straight, and then we dropped our last two couple of games that really got away from us and, and ones that this team feels like they could have won um, but you know Hickory's a, a scrappy team. Uh, they, they are a team that can get hot quickly um, and they have some they have some decent pitching. Uh, we were able to get to a lot of their starters in the last series who were here um, but we didn't see one guy that we're gonna see on Sunday AJ Alexi who uh, struck out 12 power batters back in May through six innings, almost no hit the power through sixth inning. I mean, he was really, really good in the power. I've not seen him since then. He struggled a little bit. Uh, You know, as a team, they they didn't really obviously finish very well um, in the first half. But like I said, the team's scrappy. They have a a potential to be a a very good team. They just kind of need to put things all together. So we'll see how their second half starts out for them.
0: Second half, of course, new beginnings. Uh, who are you looking for to have a strong second half outside of the power? If you had to put it down to, okay, that's the team to contend with.
1: Uh, you know, it, it's interesting because I would have said Lakewood if Canaple had clinched in the first half, but Lakewood got the spot. So, not saying Lakewood won't have a you know a, career, a really good second half because I think they probably will, but uh, you know they already have a playoff spot. So them them going for a playoff spot really doesn't. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean anything to them because they're already going to the playoffs. You know, looking in in our division, it's a little bit tough to kind of peg a person right now because you you know the teams do change by the time you see them again. Um, I think Del Marva will probably have a good second half. they are uh, they're a very solid team. Uh, we we played them pretty well, but they they're gonna have a, a very good second half. Uh, Hagerstown, you know, since Juan Soto left and a bunch of those guys left, they they haven't had a whole lot to be desired about. Uh, Greensboro is a bit back and forth. You know, you really don't know what you're going to get from them on a given night. They could get really good pitching and, and really good, you know, really good hitting, or they could be, you know, completely off. So uh, they're kind of a question mark for me. Uh, Hickory is the same way, just based on what we've seen from them in the half. Uh, is another big question mark. They could continue to be very, very good. You know, they're managed by Justin Gersley who's one of the best managers in this league, and maybe all of minor league baseball. And he's only in his second year, so you know, you, you never really know what he's going to bring to the table, and he can really turn any team into a contender. Uh, so as you saw in the first half, even though they didn't end up getting the nod, but uh, you know, I, I think if you're looking at two teams the Power will have to fight off, it'll be Canapolis and Delmarva again.
0: David Kahn joins us. West Virginia Power, they're taking on Hickory, but the good news is uh, you get to come back in a few days, and you'll face off against Lakewood and then this Hickory squad, and I'm sure the teams. Looking forward to getting back to Charleston. Uh, Let's talk about what the fans can expect and look forward to when the homestand begins next week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a nice six-game homestand, first long homestand we've had in a while. Uh, Sunday, it starts with a kids Sunday Funday at 4.05 p.m., not 2.05. Had to move it back due to some league travel regulations. Uh, So we'll be starting at 4.05 p.m. on a Sunday. Uh, But kids Sunday Funday is still all in effect. Uh, Monday, Family Buck Night. Tuesday is our uh, two-for-Tuesday with our two-for-one concession specials. Wednesday, we have our third Pets in the Park Night of the season. So bring your dog, cat, bird, fish, you know, whatever you want to bring out, bring it out. Uh, You're welcome to do it. $3 for a pet pass and all of those proceeds go to local animal-related organizations. And then on Thursday, I know your favorite, Paul, Thirsty Thursday, uh, the penultimate day of the homestand. And then on Friday, post-game fireworks, MVP Bank, putting those on. And uh, that will finish off our nice little six-game homestand. We'll take a, a quick trip up to Hagerstown, Maryland, and then we'll be back for the Fourth of July.
0: Speaking of the Fourth of July, is it just me that the power play at home every year on the Fourth of July? It just I can't figure out the last time that they were on the road for the Fourth of July.
1: So actually, we had July third last year. Okay. Yeah. So it's it, 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 we we use every so every team either gets July third or July fourth. Okay, that's why uh, that's it feels how, that's like That's how yeah. minor league baseball works. Yeah. So so every so if you don't have July fourth, you get to play at home on July third. Good deal. Um, that's that that's how the schedule works. Just so everyone can have that kind of big blowout fireworks show. You know, the big celebration of of America's birthday and and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, everyone gets the opportunity to have that oppor- have that time. But you know, getting to do it on the fourth is a little bit special.
0: Yeah. It just it just felt like, and it was a good thing. It's like okay, they're always doing fireworks, and yeah, those years bleed into each other. But it's uh, it's good to know because. That of course is going to be a spectacular uh, showing, I'm sure. That's really Charleston's fireworks, if you if you look at it.
1: Oh, it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be a phenomenal phenomenal day. We know we'll have an extended fireworks show. Our, our friends over at Highmark West Virginia are helping us put the fireworks on that night, so it's gonna be you know it's it's gonna be a blowout. Um, we're we're really excited about that. We're playing Lexington, uh, so you know the high charge energy, of the rivalry is going to be there too. So uh, we're we're certainly really really excited about the the opportunity to have fourth of july back in charleston and it should be a, a fantastic evening the ballpark's been getting packed the last couple of uh home stands and we're certain that it will be packed on fourth of july
0: david Kahn's our guest from the west virginia power and of course for all things power you can go to the website it's wvpower.com uh, anything else you want to touch on man while we got you here i think we got it all but anything else you, you think we got it
1: no, I think we're good. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the second half. This team's been a lot of fun, and hopefully, we can make a little run.
0: I'm glad you made it back safely from your uh, vacation. I was a little concerned.
1: Thank you. Uh, no, no i've I, i've lived in I lived in New Orleans for four and a half years. I uh, I wasn't that concerned about it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, a little rusty. You might have been. i just. I was worried.
1: Trust me, I was I was nowhere near rusty.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: I was a, I was able to hang with the local New Orleanians just fine. I had my crawfish, I had my shrimp, I had my, my jambalaya, I had my crawfish étouffée. It was uh, it was it was just like I was back home.
0: David Kahn's our guest, West Virginia Power Good talking to you. We'll do it again soon.
1: All right, Paul, sounds good.
0: That's David Kahn. Um, we hope to have Mitch Jacobs on the other side of the break, Marshall's volleyball coach. Some great news today. Marshall And Conference USA are going to be uh, spending a lot of time together during the conference tournament because it's going to be in Huntington. We'll talk about that when we continue here on The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday edition. It's June 21st. Glad you're part of the drive here. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we got the news earlier today that Conference USA has chosen Marshall to be the host of the 2018 Conference USA Volleyball Ch- And that's going to be, of course, at the Cam Henderson Center. And... Give us a little bit more insight on what's going on with the Marshall Volleyball team and the championship itself. We've got the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team, Mitch Jacobs, who uh, has taken a few minutes out of his busy schedule on the road right now. So appreciate that, Mitch. It's been a while since we've had a chance to catch up, and this is some great news to catch up on. Yeah, Paul, how's things going? Good. Things are good. You're going to be a lot busier, though. Uh, You're going to be a lot busier, aren't you, with this tournament?
2: Well, I mean, uh, I'm hoping that's, that's mainly an administrative deal. Like, they'll they'll be, you know, Goble and his staff, and, you know, they do a great job. You know, Beatrice and Mike, and they all will, you know, handle all the ins and outs. They really haven't uh, connected with me on, on this tournament much at all in terms of having to run it. So, I think, uh, you know, with the way Mike, Mike is now and the way things are done, you know, I'll, I'll be there just to coach and uh, – you know, give them ideas if they want any, but otherwise I can just, you know, like the last time we had the tournament, we kind of had to help out in running a lot of it, and now, you know, the way things are, it's it's good. I'll just be able to do the coaching, and and hopefully we'll, uh, you know, be able to just stay focused as a unit and squad, and, you know, they get to sleep in their own beds. That stuff is always great.
0: Tournament's going to take place uh, in Huntington, November 16th to 18th, and this is a, a big deal. Um, what does this mean to the program, yourself, the players? Um, is this really a big deal or is this just nice to have?
2: No, it's, it's great. I mean, it, you know, it, it helps showcase the sport of volleyball in our community. Um, you know, Conference USA Volleyball is getting, getting very good. There's, there's probably three or four teams going in preseason that I thought of as teams that can go to the NCAA tournament next year. Uh, I think we could surprise some people and uh, sneak up in there. And being at home, it gives us some advantage of, you know, get a good home crowd, uh, pull a couple upsets, and uh, maybe you know, maybe sneak our way into the semis and and beyond. You know, who, who knows what we can pull off?
0: Mitch Jacobs, our guest, Marshall volleyball coach. The announcement made today: the Huntington and Marshall will host the 2018 Conference USA Volleyball Championship that's definitely got to be uh, a a motivator now for your squad i'm sure um, i mean i don't know if you know if they would need that extra motivation but it's right there in front of them to know that okay we have a shot here we got the tournament at home we can get into the tournament we could win this thing right in front of our own fans i mean that's got to be extra motivation right there
2: well that's you know the best part of of it is being able to play in front of you know, the fans, you know, in, in front of volleyball. Um, one thing for sure is a big difference from 2007 to now. Um, well, I mean, in 2007 we were a favorite. That, that's one of them. But the big, a big difference between 2007 and now is that the, the community towards volleyball is, has so much more um, education towards the sport. You know, we've been running a club for, for 15 years now, We've been, uh, you know, it's, it's just there's so many, there's, there's some successful high school programs. I think we can draw in from all over, you know, from Charleston all the way to eastern Kentucky. Uh, you know, we've had numerous, you know, in oh seven we, we hadn't even had a local player, you know, really coming through the program yet that was making a difference for us. Now, you know, we've had quite a few, uh, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things that are different from 07 to 18, and, and I just think that the community will be excited. There's so many more volleyball people that will just be excited to come see a full day of volleyball. I mean, Friday's got four great matches. You know, so, you know, not last time that we had the tournament, there'd be, you know, a 1,000 people when we played, and there'd be crickets when the other teams played. But I think the volleyball is so much, you know, people are so, you know, they just relate to the game so much better and have an understanding that, I think there'll be good crowds for all the games, and I think that'll be a you know that'll be one of the big differences. I think it's great that we're going to be hosting it. Uh, it'll be even better, of course, if we can advance and and do a good job in the tournament.
0: How does this? Uh, How does the bidding process work? If you could enlighten us a little bit on what it takes to actually make the bid and then to either, you know, qualify or there are certain standards that are set in place to, to be a host city. What goes into all of that, if you could?
2: Uh, well, I mean, really, you know, just like with the soccer a few year, you know, a couple of years ago, I mean, the, the ADs get together and there's bids on the table. Um, I can't tell you exactly who does what sports for each step, but I know the ADs have – have one of the fine you know, the, the, I think the final say, like with a vote, and then that gets put forward to the presidents to approve. Um, but you know, I just think that you know, Mister Hamrick was behind us. He wanted to host the event. He thought it'd be good to host the event, and uh, went after it, and we got it. I don't, I don't know who else was bidding against us for it, um, but I know I was excited when Beatrice. Uh, came, you know, came and said that you know we were going to be hosting it in '18. I know that uh, the the unit will be, you know, the, the squad will be excited. And now the next step is to, you know, we, we make the tournament. We've never, you know, our, we've never not qualified it. You know, unlike basketballs, everyone doesn't make the tournament. So we've we've always qualified for the tournament. Um, so we hope that you know we do it again. We've got to just have a solid year. But it really also keeps it in perspective. We're going to be young, and it really keep a good perspective on, on making sure that we stay focused on getting better, not worrying about are we winning every night, but getting better, getting better to the point where you know, we can be patient with young players as they learn the game at our, at our speed, and at the same time you know, put up enough Ws to get into the tournament, get into a good seed, and, and make some noise.
0: Mr. Jacobs, our guest, Marshall volleyball and coach, the announcement today that Marshall will host the 2018 Conference USA Volleyball Championship, and I know this is um, you know not the sole reason why you have these things, but this has got to be a, a great tool for you as well as far as uh, getting exposure for the program, recruiting, um, just building up more interest. It's this is going to have a huge economic impact, I'm sure, on the city. Uh, you know, even though it's the volleyball tournament, maybe people, you know, don't think of it as a big event, but this is really uh, yearly a big event for Conference USA.
2: Yeah, it's nice, you know, and you're going to have eight teams. Now, with those eight teams come, you know, eight team sets of parents, and probably, you know, obviously it's not like basketball where there's going to be, you know, 500 to 1,000 fans traveling, but you're going to have your. You die. Uh, you're going to probably have of the, the really, say, a Western Kentucky, you know, for their semifinal, if they get to the semis and the finals, there's, there's probably 500 people to 1,000 that'll be traveling from Bowling Green for them. But, you know, it's just such a spread out conference and, and we, we look forward to hosting it. We hope the people of our community, you know, through literally, you know, from Canal Valley all the way, you know, into Eastern Kentucky, you know, want to come out and see some great volleyball. You know, all the high school seasons will be in, been wrapped up. It'll be the weekend before Thanksgiving. Uh, so hopefully, you know, it'll be a good time for families to come it'll, uh, it'll be exciting. And I know it makes a difference when you're the home team and you're playing in front of an environment that's making it tough on your opponent. So we, we of course, hope that, that that benefits us as well.
0: He's Mitch Jacobs, head coach of the Marshall Volleyball Squad. The good news today, Marshall hosting the 2018 Conference USA Volleyball Championship. And that's the good news. Now the the task begins to get your squad ready to go. And there, uh, how are you feeling at this point? Uh, I, I know we're still a ways off, but how are you feeling with everything you've put together so far at this point?
2: You know, Paul, it's going to be, it's gonna be uh, a lot of new people learning to work together so I really there's there's just going to be no predictions I think um I I think we've got some teams in our league this year that are going to be at their best uh and I and I think we've got some really good talent I think we'll be better at the pins than we've been um I think we'll have the ability to score on the left and right sides better than we we have in the past so I think that'll um, or at least in the last few years, you know, we've been really good in the middle, but we haven't been able to score on the pins so well. We've been very inconsistent. You know, Cassie Weaver did a great job for us, but really other than her in the last three or four years, we really haven't had a consistent, uh, score. And I think we'll have two or three people who could consistently score for us on the pins. Now the question mark will be is, you know, are we going to be solid defensively in the middle? Um, and we'll see once we get everybody in house i know our setting i think i think people are going to be excited when they see the setter who's coming from florida for us uh going to be pretty special if, if uh, everybody's healthy and it works out but honestly no predictions we we uh, we just have too many new pieces and we just got to get everybody in house ready to go the whole college experience i mean it's will it be talented yes will they be ready uh, Early, I don't know. We just we just hope that we can really stay committed to being ready late and getting in that tournament and making some noise. I mean that's that's going to be our consistent message to the team all year. You know, don't 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 lose patience. Don't get frustrated. Stay committed. You know, like like the Sixers, right? You know, stay committed to the process. That's that's what we're going to have to do and. You know the NCAA is making all these. You know now it's making it harder on on schools like ours. We start to develop a player, and they can just go fish in the water to see where they can go. You know I'm not even supposed to. I don't know if I'm even supposed to discuss it. But the fact is, that some rules are being passed to help out the big schools so much right now that it's just going to be a a really interesting scenario as we move forward.
0: That's a good point you bring up, Mitch. Because you look at football as being okay, this is where the real battleground is because the big schools, they put so much in football and basketball. And at this level, you really are having a difficult time competing in those sports, but it's got to be even harder for you because the resources aren't there, I'm sure, as compared to your counterparts in the bigger conferences. And so you've got to you've hustle harder. You've got to work harder, I, I would imagine, to, to even measure up and be as competitive as you have been, and to be able to compete against some of those schools?
2: Well, Paul, there's no, there's no question we've had the talent, and it's now just a question of can you keep the talent? You know, that's, that's going to be the question, is, you know, can you you know, can you keep it? I don't even know what all the rules have changed with football and basketball, but I've even heard baseball drop their sit-out rule. So if, if you're dropping sit-out rules, that, that gives people – I mean, is it going to just be a fluid movement every year where people are just leaving their schools every year because they don't have to worry, you know I mean, just over and over? You know, I don't know. There's so much that we're going to have to learn about what's what's coming our way, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, football, I, I would wonder if the next step is if they drop the sit-out rule. So, you you know, for if you're not – I'm not playing enough. I'm out, or I'm I'm so good. Why don't I maybe go play at you know Michigan next year? You know, I mean, that's we have a lot of worries, but I think the big schools of every every level is going to have a different worry. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. Because your concerns might not be bigger school concerns, but they're going to have their own issues as well to deal with.
2: Yeah, and there's I can't wait to like start hearing some coaches forums and coaches talking about it and. And i uh, be interested to see what happens in the next couple of years as this progresses. Um, I, I really don't know what's what spurned this thought process that, um, you, know, not, you know, just allowing kids to just jump on a website and go, and I don't know what the situations are. There's so many scenarios that haven't been explored. Um, I know our compliance will sit down with us and really explain everything to us. Um, those are going to be great conversations to have so we can learn from them. Um, but then as we as we advance, we, we'll just see how it goes. You know, right now, you know, you're coaching your team in season and then you really just don't know after that. You, you don't know. you got to follow a website now so that, you know, I don't know if, you know, you try to have great communication with your players, but now where where's that all going? You know, that's the big question. Where's that all going? You know, does, does Coach Wagner just – you know, not, uh, you know, not like the way a kid's playing, so he puts them down for a week, and now the kid's on a website looking to transfer. I don't know if that's what's you – know, how do you do it now? So there's going to be a lot of question marks. And just like every year when the rules change, you sit back and you try to figure them out, try to make it work best for us at Marshall. And what we've got to do at Marshall, I'm sure uh, Mr. Amrick will give us a lot of ideas of what he thinks or how it will work. Beatrice is always – talking to you about, you know, ways that that the new rules can work one way or the other. Um, And that's really what what we got to go, just it's uncharted waters that are about to happen, you know. So we've just got to sit back and work hard and and see what happens. It's going to be interesting.
0: Mitch Jacobs is our guest. He's the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team. He's on the road. We appreciate his time. And, of course, the good news today, Marshall will be hosting the 2018 Conference USA Volleyball Championship, which uh, everybody's thrilled about. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what the uh, Henderson Center looks like. Volleyball configuration, new scoreboard, Mitch. I I can't wait to see that configuration.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm hoping it's up. You know, before, uh, before we get going, I don't know the plans. Again, above my pay grade, <laughs> most things are, at this, you know. Um, but it'll be cool once it's in, no question. Uh, it'll be cool. And uh, from what I hear, it's going to be really cool because I've heard that you, we might have to actually air-condition the building because of the new scoreboard. So that'll be really cool, you know, to, to play in September and have it climate-controlled will be pretty pretty awesome been many years of uh, players having to change jerseys in mid mid match. So that'll be pretty good. But then again it might take some home court away from us. You know, we got a lot of teams that play come from the south in conference. We'll get those really hot spells in October and they're dying out while we've been practicing in it. So there's there's pluses, there's minuses, just like everything going on, uh, you know. You gotta you gotta find the good stuff and try to roll with it.
0: I would think one of the uh, coaching duties, if not head coach, and assistant coach, is climate control. Mitch,
2: climate control. I'll let them know. Uh, yeah, I'll let them know. Actually, that's going to be all Scott Morhouse and his guy. Man, that'll be that'll pre- probably be put on those guys. Um, I'm sure Danny D'Antoni there. He's going to, you know, coach will probably have a lot of say in in uh, how things are going to be kept. And that, that's fine with me. Ever since he's been here, things just keep getting better. And, uh, you know, that's, that guy's kind of our leader right now. Um, that's great, great stuff, you know, over there in the Henderson Center. He's, he's creating a lot. I can't wait to see uh, what, he, what he has in store for Gullickson. Let's, let's see what, it, what the practice facilities look like here soon. That'll be even more special.
0: Always fun to catch up with you. I know you're pretty busy. You're on the road. Uh, I don't know if uh, you can talk about what you're doing. So no, I got to get in. Yeah,
2: we uh we got we got a few kids that are uh, coming to Marshall and uh, playing down here in the AAU national championships. So uh, I was able to get away, but we got 6 p.m. starts, big guys. So I'm gonna have to get rolling and get courtside. All, all
0: right. right. Good talking to you. Thanks for the time. As always.
2: Hey, I appreciate you, Paul. appreciate you uh, thinking about us all the
0: time. Man, Thanks, man. You're my guy. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Later. That's Mitch Jacobs, head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team. Uh, good day for Marshall Volleyball. The announcement, Conference USA will host – well, Huntington will host. Uh, Conference USA will bring the tournament to Huntington, Cam Henderson Center. Um, good day for Mike Hamrick and the administration to to bring that in. Um, it's um, – it's a cooperative effort, it looks like, because you get an opportunity not only to, as the, Mike Hamrick said in the release, to showcase Marshall, Huntington, the community. Um, they're working, I believe, with the uh, Campbell Huntington Conventions and Visitors Bureau. So there's going to be uh, some opportunities there to really get the word out. Another bullet point for the community. Hey, here's an attraction coming up. Uh, there will be people who travel to this. So this is another opportunity for the community to put its best foot forward. And I'll tell you what, you have a successful tournament here. You build the resume. You move forward and do the next. I know in talking with uh, Huntington Mayor Steve Williams in past uh, interviews that he envisions Huntington uh, maybe on a smaller scale to be a community that host many of these athletic tournaments, not just maybe the college level, but also at the high school level, the youth sports level, uh, have Huntington really become a community uh, that known for uh, being able to put on these events. So uh, we'll talk to them, of course, in the future, uh, get their thoughts on everything. We're going to take our next break, come back. Uh, if we have time, we'll get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
2: Now, back to The
0: Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday edition. Your Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Thirty. I like to keep track of what's happening with the Lane train. Of course, I'm talking about Lane Kiffin and the excitement that he has created for Conference USA, for FAU, and of course, he's a character. I'm not saying he has some baggage, but he was um, he was on art he was on a podcast that you should listen to first and foremost. Uh, Marty Smith's America. The podcast, it's a ESPN uh, podcast, and he was on the podcast with uh, Marty Smith. The episode called "People Think Tennessee Football Fans Are Crazy." Now, Lane Kiffin, former coach Tennessee, he was on the program, and while discussing the time Kiffin had uh, in Knoxville as a offensive coordinator at Alabama, was really interesting. Uh, So, here's the gist of the story. There was so much angst going on, some hostility, animosity, whatever you want to call it. Lane Kiffin was advised by the security team. They wanted him to wear a bulletproof vest. Here's what he said on the podcast. He said, it's crazy. They were literally talking about this from the bus in... A bulletproof vest. I'm like, come on, guys. This is football. They said, no, really. They had security with me the whole time, way even walking on the field, he said, and stuff like that. He also added, I'm just like, I'm not wearing a vest, guys. All right? That's a little bit over the top, he said. It was all in fun. Uh, there was a lot of mean words said. Hey, people were cursing him out, four-letter words, he said. Um the fans are pretty passionate, right? Tennessee fans are, are really into what they do, what they uh, say as far as uh, their support for the volunteers. But Lane Kiffin, that was an interesting antidote that he dropped that security team thought it might be safer if you show up with a bulletproof vest. I hope we never get to the point where coaches have got to come to game sites with bulletproof vest. I mean, it's college football. The fans are going to be rowdy, Right. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's just a game. And I don't think we need to get to the extremes of, all right, Coach, you should worry about your life because they just don't like you here. And that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive. I want to thank our producer tonight, Gabriel Sellers, as always, taking good care of us. Back tomorrow. And if you miss any part of the show ever, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. You can find us on TuneIn. You can also go to our website at WRVC.com. And that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Back tomorrow for the Friday edition. Until then, good night, everyone.